Welcome to 9to5Mac Daily for Monday, February 5th, 2024. I'm your host, Chance Miller. We are sponsored this week by We Got Your Mac. Leading off today, Apple's patent battle with Mossimo is far from over. As it stands right now, Apple is still selling the Apple Watch Series 9 and Ultra 2 in the United States, but with the contested blood oxygen feature disabled. In an interview about Apple's first quarter earnings report, Tim Cook indicated that Apple has no interest in licensing Mossimo's technology and putting the battle to rest. Instead, he said that Apple is focused on its appeal of the ITC's ruling. Cook said, quote, We're focused on an appeal. There are a lot of reasons to buy the watch even without the blood oxygen sensor. End quote. For context, during Apple's first fiscal quarter of the year, covering the months of October, November, and December, the Apple Watch Series 9 and Ultra 2 were unavailable from Apple's website for several days and from Apple's retail store for just over a day. Apple's wearables home and accessories category for the quarter reported $11.95 billion in revenue, beating expectations of $11.39 billion. But while Tim Cook indicates that Apple has no plans to license Massimo's technology and settle the lawsuit, Massimo CEO Joe Kiani has said that his company is open to a settlement with Apple, but it, quote, takes two to tango. In other news today, Meta has announced that it is now rolling out spatial video support to its Quest headsets. This means that MetaQuest users can now watch spatial video captured on an iPhone 15 Pro, iPhone 15 Pro Max, or Apple Vision Pro on their headset. Spatial video is Apple's term for 3D videos encoded and played using the Apple HEVC stereo video profile format. Currently, Apple Vision Pro and those two iPhone 15 Pro models can record spatial video, but only Vision Pro can play it back natively in 3D. But as Meta starts to roll out its support for iPhone spatial videos, users now have a way to relive their spatial memories without shelling out $3,500 for a Vision Pro. Also regarding Vision Pro, Tim Cook has pinned a memo to Apple employees to celebrate the launch of Apple's first spatial computer. Cook compares the launch of Vision Pro with the launch of other Apple products, such as the Mac, the iPhone, and the iPad. He says, quote, With today's launch, Apple Vision Pro joins the pantheon of groundbreaking products that have defined Apple and redefined technology as we know it. End quote. You can read the full memo from Tim Cook to Apple employees at the link in the show notes below. We are sponsored this week by We Got Your Mac. Who could forget those old Apple commercials, Mac versus PC? And while those ads harken back to simpler times, the debate continues to heat up across the enterprise. It's getting more interesting than ever, and some analysts speculate that Mac will be the dominant endpoint by 2030. That's where We Got Your Mac comes in. A new podcast from SHI, We Got Your Mac is here to help business leaders navigate the fascinating, ever-changing world of Mac in the workplace. From debunking security myths to attracting talent and overcoming adoption pains, you'll discover the ups and downs of delivering Mac at scale. New episodes stream every two weeks, featuring interviews with the experts at Apple, SHI, and from around the C-suite. So what are you waiting for? Make 2024 the year you put an end to the Mac versus PC question in your business. Go to WeGotYourMac.com or search for We Got Your Mac wherever you get your podcasts today. My thanks to We Got Your Mac for sponsoring the show. Running out today, Apple is gearing up to refresh its entire iPad lineup this year, 
starting with the iPad Pro in March. As we approach that launch, there are three big rumors that have emerged about what to expect if you're planning to buy a new iPad Pro this year. The biggest change to the new iPad Pro models will be a switch to OLED screens. Currently, the 11-inch iPad Pro uses an LCD screen with conventional backlighting. In fact, the 11-inch iPad Pro has used the same display panel since it was first introduced in 2018. The 12.9-inch iPad Pro, meanwhile, has used mini-LED backlighting since 2021, an upgrade over the conventional backlighting used by the 11-inch model for significantly higher brightness and better contrast. But this year, the entire iPad Pro lineup will unify on OLED for the first time. This will also mark the first time that Apple has used OLED displays outside of the iPhone and the Apple Watch. Meanwhile, the new iPad Pros will also be accompanied by a new Magic Keyboard that Bloomberg says will make the iPad Pro look more like a laptop and include a sturdier frame made from aluminum. This will mark the first time that the Magic Keyboard has been updated since its original introduction in 2020. The new Magic Keyboard might also feature a function row along the top, something that's currently available on the Magic Keyboard Folio for the cheapest iPad, but not the Magic Keyboard for the iPad Pro. Apple is also reportedly working on a new Apple Pencil that will pair with the new iPad Pro. This Apple Pencil is rumored to feature Find My integration and magnetically swappable tips that simulate different writing and drawing instruments. And finally, the new iPad Pro models will also undoubtedly be more powerful than their predecessors, and Apple is expected to upgrade both the 11-inch and 12.9-inch to the M3. Will iPadOS actually be able to take advantage of this added power? That's up in the air for now, but it at least means the ceiling will get even higher for iPad Pro's potential performance. Again, the new iPad Pro lineup is expected to be introduced in March, and Bloomberg has reported that the devices are already in production for a release also in March. That wraps up another episode of 9to5Mac Daily. As always, you can find all of the latest Apple news on 9to5Mac.com. Follow along with me on threads at Chance H. Miller, and we'll be back tomorrow for a new episode of 9to5Mac Daily.